0: the message that God has put on my heart to bring today. It looks at what happens when we say yes to God, when we say yes to God. And so there are a few moments in the Bible, and we're going to look at a few of those this morning, where people say to God, here I am, here I am. Those three simple words can actually be a really powerful prayer to God because what you're saying through those three simple words is I'm available. You're saying I'm available. In fact, the Hebrew translation could almost be literal uh, at your service, at your service. So that is what uh, you're declaring when you say those three words, here I am. What we're doing is we're, we're opening ourselves up to God, to to his will. We touched on it last week, didn't we? Your will be done in my life. You'll know that sometimes uh, from the platform, I will ask for volunteers, I'll ask for some help. With something and you know I get a sense that actually, when I ask for volunteers from the front there 's almost a hesitation in the room and i'm i 'm not sure quite sure why that is there 's always this kind of reticence to to put your hand up and to to volunteer, and I get the sense that that maybe you 're not totally willing to trust me when i 'm asking for you to put yourself forward. For something, Maybe it's a lack of trust. Maybe it's history telling you that actually what I'm asking you to do is probably going to be a little bit embarrassing. I don't know. But when God asks us to do something, I pray that actually through looking at these stories this morning, we'll get within us the boldness and the courage to say to him, yes, here I am. And even when we don't know what it is that we're saying yes to, I think that's the key thing here, that actually sometimes God will call us to do something and we have no idea what that looks like. But what he's asking us to do is to say, here I am. Here I am. I believe that we can, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can have that boldness and that courage. And though while I may sometimes ask from the platform for volunteers and and you can almost guarantee it's going to be something that will make you feel a little bit awkward or look a little bit stupid. That's not God, is it? God has something good planned for you. God is faithful. God only wants the best for you. So what I'm asking this morning, and I'll ask it again at the end, is are we willing to say yes to him when he speaks to us, when he calls us? Do you have the courage to say to God, here I am? So we're going to look at a few examples of what happens when we say yes to God, when we make ourselves available to him. But there are actually a couple of people uh, from the Bible who are not on this list that perhaps should be, but because of of poor, mis- poor decisions or mistakes that they made, they're not on this list. When God came walking through the Garden of Eden looking for his friend, he called out, didn't he? Adam, where are you? Where are you? But Adam wasn't able to respond with those words, here I am, because instead of being available, instead of being open, He was hiding. He felt ashamed because of what he had done. And then think about Jonah. God called him to take a message to the people of Nineveh. But instead of saying, here I am, instead of making himself available, saying, I am at your service, he chose to run in the opposite direction. God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for your life. But you have a choice. He's not going to force his will on you. You have a choice. You can either say, here I am, here I am, as the people that we'll look at in a moment did. Or we can be like Adam and Jonah and we can try to hide from God and we can run away from what he's calling us to do. So let's just look at uh, three things that can happen when we say to God, here I am. And the first point I want to make is this that when we say to God here I am we can make a sacrifice we never thought we could make. We can make a sacrifice we never thought we could make. And I realize that's a bit of a heavy place to start this morning but I'm going to work through uh, these examples as they appear in order in the Bible and this example comes from the first book the book of Genesis looking at part of Abraham's story. It says in Genesis 22, verses one and two, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. Now, those of you who know the story know that God wasn't actually going to let Abraham go ahead with this and sacrifice his son. But what he was doing was he was bringing to the forefront a willingness to be sacrificial, to say, here I am, that was already in Abraham's heart. God put this massive test in front of Abraham, and I believe he tests us as well. And when he tests us, what he's doing is he's, he's helping to discover what's already in our hearts, what we're truly capable of, how far we'll go to serve our God. God tests us to grow us. He tests us to grow us. And in this moment, God is using this test, this sacrifice to grow Abraham's faith. And I don't know about you, but I think it would be totally acceptable for Abraham to have said, No way! Are you kidding me? What the heck are you talking about, God? This makes absolutely no sense. I'm not doing it. But that's not how he responds. And I think it's beautiful when we read the story that God calls to Abraham to do this incredibly challenging thing. And he says, Here I am. Here I am. He makes himself totally available to God, open and willing to carry out God's will, even when it makes absolutely no sense. He was willing to make a sacrifice he never thought he could make. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 39, Jesus says, Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And, you know, this verse, it really talks of the beauty of the cross, that actually when we're willing to put our trust completely in God and to hand our lives over to him, then all of a sudden we find what it was we were looking for in the first place. Jesus died. He, he literally gave up his life in order to find life not for himself, but for us, but for you and for me. And I believe that sacrifice always comes before the blessing. Sacrifice always comes before the blessing. You just need to look through scripture to see the pattern of this happening through key people in the Bible. Joseph gave up his dreams. Moses gave up living in the palace of Pharaoh. David gave up the temple that he wanted to build. Job gave up, well, pretty much everything. Matthew gave up his taxes. Peter gave up his nets. Paul gave up his religion. Mary gave up her son. Sacrifice comes before the blessing time and time and time again. But why? But why does this happen? Why is this the pattern, the formula that seems to be in place God, can we not just skip over the sacrifice and get straight to the blessing? I know that's probably how most of us would prefer it to be. God, we know that you want to bless us anyway. So can we not just avoid the difficulty, avoid the the challenges and the things that make us feel uncomfortable and just get straight to the good stuff? Please, God, can we do that? Why doesn't he just do that? But I believe that it's in that moment of sacrifice that something within us changes. In the moment of sacrifice, something changes. And that's what happened with Abraham. And I believe that's what happens with us. You see, in that moment of sacrifice, what was ours becomes his. What was ours becomes his. What was under my control is now under God's control because we've handed it over to him. And that's why the sacrifice has to come before the blessing. And sometimes sacrifice from a worldly perspective, it almost looks like actually we're giving up on the opportunity for a blessing. But we've talked about it before and it's absolutely true that God's plans are better than our plans. That he is able to do far more than we could ask or imagine. And we see this with Abraham because God calls him to sacrifice his son. And so Abraham gives up his son Isaac, the promise that he has waited so long for. He gives him up to God and then God gives him straight back. But no longer is Isaac now Abraham's promise, but Isaac becomes God's promise. So what might that look like for us? Let's get maybe a little bit practical for a moment. Well, as parents, that might look like giving up and letting go of our children, not sacrificing them in the way that Abraham was called to, although maybe, no, no, but letting them go, letting them go off to university. Loosening the reins a little bit so our children, uh, even as they grow up, are able to make their own decisions and even make their own mistakes. We've got to let go a little bit and allow them. We've got to make that sacrifice. Or perhaps in a, in a business setting, maybe it looks like passing up on an opportunity for promotion or an opportunity for a new job that to the world looks like it's exactly what you would want because it means a bigger status, it means a fancy car, it means a pay rise. All of these, th- these things that to the world look important, but perhaps God doesn't want us to make that move. Perhaps he doesn't want that for us because he's got something different planned for us. And actually what's happening here is we're giving up, we're passing up on a blessing that is obvious, something that is seen, for something that is unseen, But God knows what he's doing and I think that's what we need to hang on to in these moments where we're called to sacrifice something. That we can trust in God because he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the beginning from the end. He sees the big picture that we don't see. And actually just as an example for for all of us, this idea of sacrifice is a daily thing. It's a daily thing. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Yes, Abraham's sacrifice was a one-time thing. But for, for us, as followers of Jesus, every day, we're called to enter into an attitude and a posture of sacrifice and to say to God those three simple words, here I am, here I am. It's a challenge, isn't it? Because it's, a, it's actually a declaration that we're giving ourselves to God for his will to be done with our time, with our resources, with our strength, with our money, with our energy. So when we say to God, here I am, we can make a sacrifice we never thought we could make. And second, I want to look at this idea that actually we can see a miracle we never saw, never thought we would see. We can see a miracle we never thought we would see. And for this we're going to look at the example of Moses. Now Moses lived a life of miracles, but it all started when he saw a burning bush, that famous encounter with God, and it's found in Exodus chapter 3. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near, take off your sandals Take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you're standing is holy ground. Those three words changed his life because for the first 40 years of Moses' life, he lived in a palace, the adopted son of Pharaoh. And then after some trouble in Egypt, the next 40 years, he found himself in the wilderness tending and looking after some sheep. And it was there that he had this, this burning bush encounter with God. And he says those three words, here I am. And from that moment on, he then spends the next 40 years involved in this, in this process of setting God's people free from Egypt. And it was all because he was willing to make himself available. Because he was willing to say, I am at your service when Moses said those words, here I am, God says to him, okay, well, here's your mission. You're going to go and you're going to set my people free. And that is not a small thing for God to be asking Moses to do. And so in that moment, understandably, Moses has got a lot of questions about it. And he's got a lot of reasons why actually this won't work and he's not the man For the job and so he kicks back to god a little bit on this anyone respond to god like that when he calls us to do things that seem far too big for us uh just wait a minute god just just hang on for a moment that sounds like a great plan but let's just get into the detail of this a little bit and i'll show you why this might not be the best way to go about things and and actually i could think of two three four people who will be far better to do this thing than me. I think sometimes we can be a little bit like that. And that's what Moses does. And I think it's understandable. And so he asks God four questions. He says, who am I? God, who am I that you would choose me for this massive task? And then he says, who are you? God, who are you? If if the people ask me uh, who told me to do this, who sent me, what do I say to them? And then God responds, I am who I am. And and actually, we're going to dig into that uh, in a few weeks time and start to look into the I am's of God. And that's cool. And then he asks, what about them? What if the people don't believe me? What will they think about me? What will they say about me? And then finally, he asks, how about this? How about this weakness that I've got? For Moses, it was that he felt he wasn't eloquent enough. But for you, maybe it's that you feel like you're too old or too young or not educated enough or don't have the right skills or experience in order to do this massive thing that God is calling you to do. And so Moses has this interaction with God. And then out of that, God uses Moses to set his people free. Here's a question. What would have happened had Moses walked away? If he'd pulled an Adam or a Jonah and he'd let all his doubts and insecurities and questions become too overwhelming for him and and just ran in the opposite direction. No way, God, am I doing this thing. It's not me. It's too big. I can't do it. I believe that if Moses had walked away from this encounter with God, he'd have missed out on the miracles. He'd have missed out on the miracles. He'd have missed out on seeing all the power that God wanted to work through his life. He'd have missed out on seeing the plagues that came against Egypt. He'd have missed out on seeing the Red Sea parted in two. He'd have missed out on seeing the pillars of smoke and of fire, God's presence leading his people. He'd have missed out on water pouring out of a rock and manna falling from heaven. He'd have missed out on the Ten Commandments being delivered to the people and the people being delivered from Egypt and into the Promised Land. If he'd have walked away, if he'd have run in the opposite direction to God's call on his life, he'd have missed it all. But instead, he spoke those three simple words. Here I am. Here I am. So maybe ask yourself right now, what... What miracles are you missing out on because you're where you want to be and not where God wants to be? You see, over here, I'm comfortable. It's, it's nice. It, it feels safe. And, and actually, while that might be true, this safe place is not where the miracles happen. It's when we make ourselves available to God. When we open ourselves up to him, when we place ourselves and position ourselves where God wants us to be, when we've handed over control and surrendered ourselves to him, that's when things begin to open up in ways we could never imagine. That's where the miracles happen. That's where the miracles happen. So what miracles might you be missing out on? Are you in the right place right now? So we make a sacrifice we never thought we could make and we see miracles we never thought we could see. And then thirdly and lastly, we find a joy we never thought we could find. We find a joy we never thought we could find. And this last one is slightly different to the other points because for them, it's us saying to God, here I am. But in this last one, it's actually Jesus saying to us, here I am. And it's found in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 Jesus says here I am I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door I will come in and eat with that person and they with me here Jesus is presenting a picture and an opportunity for relationship with him If you open the door, I will come in. I will eat with you. He wants to share a meal with us, to get to know us, to build relationship with us. And out of all of these here I am moments in the Bible, and there are loads of others that we've not covered with Isaiah and with Jacob and with Samuel and with Ananias. They all had these here I am moments and you can go and read those for yourselves. But this one, I believe, is the greatest of them all. Because even now, in that very room, even now, Jesus is here. And he's saying to you, here I am. Here I am. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, he's here right now. And he's knocking on the door of your heart. And he's saying, here I am. Will you let me in to your life? Will you let me in to your heart? Will you let him in and let him show you just how loved you are? Will you let him in and reveal to you your full potential, your full worth? Will you let him work in you a miracle in your life? He says, if anyone hears my voice, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in. And that's his promise to you today. That's his promise to you today. And when you do that, you'll begin to experience the the fullness of his love and his grace and his peace. And I am telling you, it is so, so good. It's restorative. It's living water to our souls. It's a peace that passes all understanding. Will you open the door to him right now? And so as I close, I'd I just want to ask you to pray with me a simple prayer and I'm sure you can guess what it is. It doesn't take a genius to work it out. I'm going to ask you to pray these three simple words as a prayer to Jesus. These three words that that carry with them a weight of allowing God total control in our lives, of letting him know that I am available, I am at your service. And so if you're willing to to pray that prayer. Why don't you pray that prayer with me now? Let's just close our eyes for a moment and, and pray that prayer to God. God, here I am. Here I am. And so, God, we believe that actually as we pray that prayer, as we make that declaration to you, that we can believe that it will empower us and equip us to to make sacrifices we never thought we could make and to see those miracles that we never thought we could see and, and actually to find a joy we never thought we could find. So, Jesus, we trust in you. We trust you with our lives. We hand it over to you and we say, here I am, wholly available to you. A living sacrifice. Your will be done. Have your way in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name.